Hobby Addict の時間です。It's time for Hobby Addict.And now, here are your anime addicts. Welcome to episode 314 of Hobby Addicts. That's right, this is not the dulcet sound of Mitsugi's vocal cords、uh, coming into your eardrums, but the annoying squeal. We <laughs> again, we once again murdered yes, the Mitsugi. Yes, exactly. You, you can't hear him because no one will ever hear from him again、uh, after we've buried him 12 feet deep because six feet was just not enough last time. And not only did we bury him 12 feet deep, we also buried him 12 feet deep and then put concrete over the top so not even his zombie can get out. In fact, we dropped an entire city and placed a whole smattering of Mormons on top of his body so they could tread him perpetually under their grounds. Because、uh, as of right now, I believe, to our best knowledge, he will forever remain in Salt Lake City,、uh, Utah. <coughs> uh, Bless me. <laughs> Bless you indeed for the sins that you have grievously committed against our founding father. <laughs> Listen, if he has the nerve to take a week off without us, then he deserves all of the、uh, claims that we've murdered him. Exactly. And, you know, one time it might actually be true. Who's to say it's not this time, though? You know? You'll never know. You'll never know <laughs> until a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Mitsuki is. Out this weekend, he is in. Last, last we heard, last photo evidence of him places him in the Mormon Tabernacle, which is a massive, like, I don't I want to call it a cathedral, but I think that's literally why it's called a tabernacle. But、uh, he's doing stuff in Salt Lake City. I don't know what, I don't know why. Hopefully, he will clue us in next week. But you've got the、uh, two substitutes in to fill in in the meantime. How,、yeah. How's it going, Caroline? I feel like. You know, we're two minutes deep and、oh, people know us. You know, this is no one's first hobby attic. They, they know what, what wasting of time they're getting into. But how are you doing? Imagine it's a new subscriber and it is their first hobby addicts. No, no, never. They deserve. No,、nope, not possible. New viewers don't deserve to be babied. They don't.、Oh. We should never even introduce ourselves in our shows. We should just hit the ground full speed. And be like, oh, oh I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not into the lore. I don't know these people's names. I don't know their voices. I don't know. Have,、no. you, have you ever listened? Do you listen to much other podcasts, Caroline? I do, yeah. And how、um, many of those do you start from the beginning? It depends on the type of podcast.、Fair. Like, there's a lot of podcasts I listen to that are episodic in nature. So,、um, you know, if I'm. Just getting into a podcast, I'll probably start off with their most recent episode if it is episodic and then work my way backwards while also listening to their recent episodes. So I will listen to their recent episodes and then on my off time, I'll work my way back. So there's that. But if it's like one of my true crime podcasts where it's like in multiple parts, you have to start yeah, from the beginning. And with a podcast like this, there's n- I don't know how people can possibly start from the beginning of this one, considering it, it, it expands over 10 years worth of episodes of varying quality and of several different hosts. So, you know, it's, I, I don't know how people do it. Yeah, I'm still no- upset no one's made like a Wikipedia or like TV Tropes page or anything for this podcast for the different eras, you know? You know, like,、yeah. have you ever looked up a band page on Wikipedia and it tells you like the members and it has like that? 
bar chart at the bottom. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, we need that. We do. We definitely need we that. We need that chart that just like, you know, from this era, like where Mitsuki is just one dreaded red bar across the top that looms over all. <laughs> and we are just the uh, <laughs> the flakes, the uh, the rain falling down in our little measly multi-year segments uh, compared yeah. to his behemoth. Uh, time in charge, but we need that. We need that chart. But you know, with how with that chart, <clears throat> it's usually somebody on like that's specifically playing the bass and then yeah, the drummer. And exactly. Then, do we need to have titles for people like us? So you would be the um, slightly snarky elitist <laughs> one, <laughs> the, the, and the, I don't the, know the who funny, that would be before. The, the funny one, and I, I took over the funny role one of uh, yeah. of Tony. Who? who Cosmo, as you know, oh, but 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 you but there was overlap there, uh, of like an episode. <laughs> yeah, would you say that I am like the conventionally sweet and innocent one, like Enzo? Yeah, you could be. Well, so you you serve so or many. Or am roles. I just girl? <laughs> Did I just take over the girl role? You're juggling multiple <laughs> roles at the moment, and that's why you're so good at what you do. You know? I mean, there are bands that will play multiple instruments, so they do exactly. have those multiple lines in there. Well, the best is when you see those charts, and it's like singer and like bass player, and then the singer stops, and then they just add a line for vocalist for the same bass player, because they're like, we couldn't find a singer. Uh, he just took over singing. That's always yeah. fun. I feel like somebody, some super fan needs to make... Icy Rose could probably do it, actually. Yeah, he could. Now, what do you... The question is, do you mark... Uh, someone's like end of tenure and like a misty like fade out because like when did they actually stop appearing versus when did yeah. they announce like because <laughs> we do very it's poor definitely... job on this podcast of being like hey you know uh, such and such has other stuff to focus on blah 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 needs to take a break uh, they'll we'll see them again and you know wherever instead of just like and then we won't <laughs> you know we haven't heard it from uh, <laughs> XYZ for <laughs> three years uh, what's the deal with that you know what I would really love is, like, a, a second coming of a lot of the hosts. Like, we do have those episodes where we have Kazuo and we had Enzo come in for, like, an episode. But I want, I, I actually am not very familiar with a lot of the older hosts because I did not reach that far back into the podcast history. Um, but I've never, like, had a single instance with Kimiko. And I keep on hearing about her. Yeah. Or, or, or um, Cram. I don't know a thing about that guy. Delving into the Krams, Kram, Kram saga is very unfortunate because once you realize you don't have him anymore, you're just saddened with despair because Kram was <laughs> so good. He was the best. Uh, we all love yeah. Kram. Yeah, I just never, I never listened to those episodes, but what I would really love is if they just randomly popped up and we just had this combination of the old and the current you know yeah i'm sure if we made it to like some massive milestone well we did make it to 500 yeah, and we got like big. little little messages but that's all we yeah, could get that's true that's true we'll see we'll see we just we just need this uh podcast to go catastrophically popular like and everyone will be clamoring to come back to talk about anime <laughs> yeah no. And you could do that by leaving a five-star review. Oh, there we go. Plug, plug, plug. Uh -huh. We don't have to pander to these people. We've already hooked them. 
these people are already paying for this bonus content, and they are very true. They are the saps of the earth. I mean, I mean, definitely not that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's. What are we actually going to talk about today? This is a Hobbit Attic episode, and we have two hobbies to talk about. Wow, what what a time to be alive! First up, yes. Caroline is going to talk about a Brad Paisley concert because... Yes, because I went yesterday. Ooh, well, lay it on us. Well, it's as fresh as possible in your noggin. Well, I happened to have some extra tickets from work um, where I could go and see Brad Paisley at Bethel Woods. Are you familiar with Bethel Woods? I am familiar with Google Maps, which will allow me to become familiar with Bethel Woods. What? Well, you might be familiar with Woodstock because Bethel Woods is Woodstock. No, no, no. Yes. Woodstock stage yep. area. Bethel, New York. Okay. Yep. It's not in Woodstock. No. Contrary to popular belief. Um, there is a city called Woodstock here in New York, and it's like not extremely far from Bethel Woods. I honestly don't know what the background is on why it's called Woodstock when it, it's not taking place in Woodstock. I would know if I went back to the museum in Bethel Woods, which there is, the Woodstock Museum. I've been there a couple times for the museum, like once in high school and once over the winter time. It's a good museum if you haven't checked it out. Uh, but now it's no longer the place where people die of overdoses over a three-day weekend. Although I suppose it's not un- impossible for that to happen. <laughs> it is, however, a concert venue of, of many performances like Brad Paisley yesterday. So my sister and her husband came up. Uh, we tailgated a little bit. I don't really go to a lot of country concerts. I've only really been to one uh, and that was Scotty McCreary, which I think I talked about when it happened. Um, but this is like the first proper big country concert that I've been to. And uh, we tailgated, which was really fun. We drank some stuff. My sister was our designated driver. But, you know, of course, we're, we're there at like four o'clock, four or five o'clock. Yeah. And the concert starts at like eight o'clock. And therefore, the co- concert won't start, won't stop until several hours after that, late at night, and here she is concerned about how much um, beer she's drinking at this tailgate thing, because she's like, I want to make sure that I'm good to drive later. I'm like, Katie, we have several hours to go. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, a little bit now isn't the end of the world. Yeah, and like, well, she she's also the type that has a breathalyzer. I think she got it as like a joke once, but now she seriously uses it Every single time uh, we need a DD, just in case. Are you sure it's not uh, one of the ones that she needs to blow into to start the car? No, it's not one okay. of those. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, she she ended up using it a couple times last night, even several hours, again, prior to the end of the concert. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you're a little too much, Kitty, but I, I won't judge you considering you're the one that's driving and I don't have to. Um, now, if you've never been into that area, it's, like, desolate. There's... Hardly anything in the Bethel Woods area. Um, so that kind of put a little screw in our plans to get something from the store. So we had to like turn ourselves around and get something from the store and mm, then yeah. get back going. Um, so, yeah, we get there. We tailgate. Uh, we talk to a lot of people because, I don't know, I think a lot of people are very sociable in these kind of situations. And eventually we sat right down and uh, started watching the openers and so the opener, what, the first one, was Tennille Towns, who I've never heard of. 
And honestly, she wasn't all that great. I mean, she her voice Ooh, is okay. But it's also like the type of voice that I'm not a huge fan of. Like if you can think of L King, the country, that is kind of the vibe she is. And her voice in overall just isn't as impressive as you would hope. Okay. Uh, it has like such a massive amount of twang in it. It's like, ugh. So Do you think was, she's uh, just lead, leaning into it? Or is it just how it, how it be? It kind of sounds like she's leaning into uh, it. Yeah, like a, with a little artificial <laughs> veneer that just puts you off. Yeah. I okay. mean, I of course... The, twang is okay, but this is a large amount of twang, and it only got worse. <laughs> like as an opener, she was okay, but later on in the actual Brad Paisley show, um, Brad Paisley sings one of his most popular songs. It's called "Whiskey Lullaby," and it's a good song. Uh, but as the name, it's, it's and it's originally a duet, and I forget who it was with originally. Um, if I I I, I kind of just forgot, but even so, it's a duet with the famous country. A woman singer. Alison Krauss? Yes, Alison Krauss. That's what it, Yeah. Um, so it's like a soft lullaby, as you could probably tell. It's chill. But here in the song, he brings up to Neil Towns to sing the part of the, the duet. <laughs> and with her very loud and, and very noticeable twang, it just ruined the whole song. <laughs> It was not lullaby-esque to Neil. I'm sorry. Um, and also the other opener was Tracy Lawrence, who is a very uh, popular and um, I'm not sure what the word is, but like he, he was really big back in the day. Okay. Uh, so he came on stage and he was okay. He's not really my type of, of music, um, but he also came in for a duet as well. And that was fun. And overall, like the in the Brad Paisley part of the concert was also great. I think a couple songs in, they went into um, like a slow love song, and they had a kiss cam, and they oh even at like near the start of the song, he brings up two people from onto the stage onto uh, of the concert goers. And the guy proposed on oh, stage, and that was so cute. Did everyone go, aww? Oh, yeah. There were so many aws. Uh, I mean, for me personally, I don't know if I would want such a public proposal, but they were also on the older side, so it seems like this probably could have been like their maybe their second engagement okay, or something yeah. like that. And, it probably, and they probably wanted to do something major, um, and, and, you know, it was sweet. What would you um, say was e like the demographics yeah. of the concert? Like age range? You know, just like um, what kind of people are attending a Brad Paisley concert in definitely Bethel Woods? on the older side. Okay. I mean, I'm, of course, there were several people my age, but I, you know, there were definitely quite a few, um, you know, people in their forties, fifties, sixties, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, all around, there was a lot of different age groups in there. Okay. Um, but but even that, even that, even the proposal was. Good, but then there was another part at the end of the song, um, and you know, it's again, it's a love song, very lovey dovey. We had the kiss cam going, and the very last people that were on the kiss cam, they didn't, they didn't see themselves on the kiss cam even. So um, it was like the end of the song. They're singing the last lyrics about love, yeah, and you could see the woman is like mouthing the words to the song, and they go in for a kiss at like the very end. And they didn't, again, did not know they were on the kiss cam. And it was such a very 
real and innocent moment of love. It almost made me oh, cry. And I'm like, ah, oh, so sweet. As someone who has pretty much exclusively only attended metal concerts, <laughs> which are filled of the grimiest, smelliest, yeah. just nastiest people on earth. I like I'm struggling to fathom a kiss cam at a concert. Like I, well, I yeah, guess it has, like, a you know it's it's going. a big arena. It's a love like I get how it would work. I just in my head I'm like I've seen kiss cams at like sporting events. But just like in my head like a kiss cam at a concert is just not it's not adding up. <laughs> um, I mean it it was it was good. And like they did a lot of that kind of stuff showing the audience members um there was a lot of kind of jokes played out by by Brad Paisley and and also Tracy Lawrence when he came up on stage. Like for example, um, I think one girl was holding out her phone for like a picture or whatever on like in the front of the stage. Uh huh. And then Brad Paisley goes down. He he's he. He takes the phone from her, and then he and Tracy Lawrence go in for a selfie and taking it on her phone, like uh, in the like as the concert's going. Yeah. But then they like and this is in the middle of a song, so then they go into like this little interlude from the song, where this is a little weird. They go and search through her phone, uh, and, and they look at the apps and they tell the audience what kind of apps she has. They also po- like. I think they asked for permission, but they also... How can you say no to Brad Paisley? They went onto her Instagram and posted the photo of them themselves onto her own Instagram, then uh, told everyone her Instagram handle so they can go and follow her and everything. And I think they do this at most concerts. I'm sure they do. That's I'm sure they're promoters. Or, like, remember, Brad, like, in your contract, you're obligated to try to get, like, you gotta get those social outreach numbers up. And this is how you do oh, it. Oh, yeah. And... But I'm, yeah, like it makes I, everyone I, I, feel happy. So what's the harm? Well, in sure, it? but like it got, it got a little bit weird when they started. I, I can't remember what the name of the app was, but it mentioned something dirty in it. So it could have been one of those kind of apps. Um, and the and like he told told the whole entire crowd about it. And I'm like, that's a little. I think she only went in with the expectation of having a picture taken by them on stage, yeah. would, which, you know, anybody would want that. <laughs> Brad's like, but hey, I can I look it, through your text real quick? <laughs> yeah, that, it kind of felt very, uh, like, uh, kind of an invasion of privacy a little bit. Yeah, and I, get, I get you. It, was not, it wasn't, like, something absolutely terrible, but it definitely, if, if you were uncomfortable with people knowing everything about you, then that's not really all that great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the rest of the concert was great. I mean, the the lights and the um, video backgrounds were cool. Brad Paisley is an amazing guitar player. He's so freaking good. Um, of course, he, he has a great voice, but you know, just watching him play his guitar on stage is pretty fantastic. Um, and they, I think they even had like this bar on stage where the couple that you know had their proposal they they went up to that bar and stayed at the bar and and, and you were drinking on stage for the rest of the show, which was pretty amazing. Um, and overall, it was a it was a very good time. Although I never learned my lesson when going to Bethel Woods because that area is colder than others. Mm-hmm. So when the sun is well, when the sun is up, you know you don't even notice a thing. But I've been to a couple of events at night at Bethel Woods. And I never, I can never uh, remember how cold that it will definitely get, like colder than usual when the sun goes down. Uh, so we were just absolutely freezing after that. Um, but yeah, overall, great concert. A little bit of questionable moments, but it was a good time. There you go. 
If you don't have some questionable moments at a concert, you're not living life <laughs> on the edge enough. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there were a couple of, uh, uh, you know, conservative Republican types that really made their presence known. It's, uh, I'm not saying, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, it's a bad thing to be conservative or a bad thing to be Republican per se. It's just it kind of makes me uncomfortable bringing, you know, political beliefs into what's supposed to be just a concert. I get you. I get you. But it's all good. But good time? Yeah, definitely. Better I mean, show a, than the um, the Sean McGree, whatever his name was? Scotty McCreary. Scotty McCreary. <laughs> Sean McGee. I, well, it's a better, it, it was definitely a bigger and better venue. Um, and I liked Brad better than I liked Scotty. But th- Scotty did have quite a few great opening acts, better than the opening acts for Brad Paisley. <laughs> um, but yeah, it Overall is great, and there's going to Thomas Rhett is going to be at Be- uh, Bethel Woods, I think, in August, and I would so want to go. I do like Thomas Rhett, but it's on like a Thursday night, and there's no way I'm gonna be staying out in about at like eleven o'clock at night, where the where the concert did eventually end last night. Um, there's no way that I can do that on a work night. <laughs> could you like take that day off or pre-record or something? I could do that. But I don't know. I feel like it would be looked down upon to pre-record a show just because you wanted to go to a concert the night before. You work in a radio station where they play I music. Know. Listen, my bosses are insane. They make no sense. They just don't. And I've I've quit trying to understand them. And I'm just trying to lay low as much as possible until I can get out. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, nice. That sounds like fun. I yeah. will eventually go to a concert again sometime, and then I can share the lack of a kiss cam. The lack, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, I think they should bring it to, to all concerts. I really think that brings people together. Just show people, yeah. like, in the pit, throwing elbows, kicking one another, and then being like, and now kiss. There was a guy that I saw get restrained at one point. Ooh, I'm not entirely sure what he scandalous. did. Scandalous. I, I just noticed security walking past us, and I'm like, what's going on? They look like they're in a hurry. And then I see one concert goer restraining another, like in a headlock or something. Um, and I'm like, what happened there? And I, I, you know, I couldn't tell from that far away, like, what would have happened before and after that. But that was interesting. Also, uh, Brad Paisley ended up signing and giving away one of his guitars early on in the concert to, like, a little kid in one of the front Mm -hmm. rows, but he looked like he was, like, four years old, so he did not really seem to understand what was going on around him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's neat. That's nice. Yeah. Well, my hobby this week is far less exciting uh, and far far more ancient. Ancient? I watched... A five-episode television series on Apple TV. Do you have Apple TV, Caroline? I do not have Apple TV. Well, neither do I, but one of my friends does. And I like dinosaurs. Do you like dinosaurs? Who doesn't like dinosaurs? That's what I say. That's exactly what I say. So uh, on May 23rd to May 27th, each night they released a like 40-minute long documentary called prehistoric planet and this is narrated by david attenborough who is like the 
narrator. He's the guy. Yeah, he does all the planet He's the Earth English stuff. guy. Yeah, he is old. Old man tells you stuff in a soothing, relaxing, educational manner while yeah. they just display phenomenal camera work and visuals of nature. Uh, in this case, they got some great camera work of the nature park, but uh, it's a little hard to find dinosaurs these days. So, Why is that? You know, I'm not going to spoil the end of this thing, but <laughs> they're not around <laughs> anymore. Uh, essentially, what? It's, all, it's all CG dinosaurs, and this is some of the best CG I've seen straight out, flat out, period, ever. These dinosaurs wow, really? look so good. There's, like, they look so good that sometimes, because there's, like, descendants of dinosaurs that still kind of live around us with, like, geckos and salamanders and turtles Don't and stuff like that. Don't forget the chicken. Yeah, exactly. The chicken is a very big uh, descendant. Exactly, exactly. And there's, obviously, flies and stuff that still exist. And there's so many things in this show that you don't know if it's they also CG'd it or if it was just they got actual things around. Like, it just is that seamless. And obviously mm -hmm. you're like, oh, well, that's dinosaur. That's not real. But there's the way it interacts with the environment and just the way they interact with each other. It's if you ever wanted to see what dinosaurs really look like to the best that we know with our current you know, paleontological research, this is the way to do it. Well, I know that, um, like, in recent years, they talk about how dinosaurs almost definitely had feathers. Did they have feathers in this? We have feathered dinosaurs. Not all of them, but some of them are feathered. So, this is, uh, each um, episode kind of revolves around, similar to planet Earth, like a par portion, or a biome, I should say, like you have the coast episode, desert um, ice and forests and freshwater. So there's each one of them kind of dives into that. And yeah, some of them are feathered. Some of them aren't. Uh, you know, like a juvenile T-Rex has feathers. A grown-up one doesn't. And like a lot of the, the raptors, those are feathered and way smaller than I imagined. Like I remember velociraptors being pretty big. Not like T-Rex size, but like they're, they're, yeah, like, sizable, like yeah. um, the Jurassic, Jurassic Park movies. Park. But, and then these yeah, are like are quite pretty short. much just angry chickens. Like that. With a very long tail. Yes. Uh, but those were so good. There was just so much really cool stuff and really weird stuff that happened. And What do you mean by weird? Well, what I mean by weird is uh, we got some crazy well animated like, lava lamp-inspired CG dinosaurs pooping in a river. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And I just wasn't Why? expecting it. So they're telling us about... Oh, my goodness. It's a, like, Danokosaurus or something? I don't know. It's like this weird, big, hairy dinosaur that has, like, a duck bill type thing. And it's just, like, hanging out in this, like, swamp, chewing on weeds... And they're like, well, when you spend all day eating weeds, I wonder what happens. And then you see an underwater shot of just this very poop-inspired looking piece of poop just like plopping in and decomposing. And you're like, huh, I didn't think they were going to go there. I didn't think I, I think needed to see this. we could have figured that out ourselves, True. in fact. <laughs> 
Yeah. But oh, no, we needed visual representation. They just wanted to flex pooping. on us really hard. I mean, it's good looking poop. Don't get me wrong. But, so uh, did the dinosaur. <laughs> they want to flex themselves really hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It gets, uh, it gets a little weirder, too. But uh, if, if, you, if I want to tell people on this, if you are one of the like two people on Earth that has Apple Plus or Apple, whatever it's called, or you want to try a free trial, Check out episode five of the couple that I saw. That was by far my favorite episode. The pooping episode? No, no pooping in episode five. But you had oh, this. Oh, that's disappointing. Carnotaurus, which is kind of like a smaller T Rex with even dumber looking arms. Like, if you're like, wow, T Rexes, they have little nubby arms and that's really fun to make fun of. These are even worse. These are even more fun to make fun of. And. The things that it does with its arms, I don't want to spoil it, but it it's impressive. It's its <laughs> groundbreaking. How can you spoil what this dinosaur does with its uh, arms? It waggles them. It just waggles them waggles. to try to, uh, <laughs> to to mate with others. It tries to impress. It's a mating ritual? It's a mating ritual. And it does. Where they wiggle their arms? They waggle their bright blue arms to try to just, you know. To try to seduce. Look this up. I'm gonna try to look this up. Dinosaur. I'll see. Small. Here, I'll see if I can find a video. Arms. Uh, Mating. Prehistoric planet. Let's see if I can find it. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, just got a lot of pictures of dinosaurs having sex. Yay! But I can't find the one that I want to see. Oh, there's a. Let's see. There's a video. Of this guy on YouTube reacting to it. Oh my goodness! Oh, I think it? I see. I think I see something where it's talking about that twirling Carnotaurus. Yeah. Uh, oh, thing. this guy's reacting not even to the video. He's taking screenshots. Let's see if we can find. Oh, I think I found a GIF. I think I found a GIF. Yeah, yeah. It's not a great GIF. Um, copy. Link address. See, this is why you really got to pay for bonus content. So you can hear us talk about <laughs> things that don't exist. That work. I put it in chat. Wonderful. Let's see that, what this that's, is. That's make a, Mitsuki very confused. It's not a great gif. It's just him expanding it. It's not him waggling them around. But uh, it's it's spectacular. I, I'll see if I can find a better one later. Uh, but it's a bunch of great stuff. And, of course... They look like baby hands. They do look like little baby hands. <laughs> they're, they're so dumb, and they're, like, at the worst possible position and angle. Like, and, this is better than the T-Rex arms. Because it honestly looks like he is, like, a handless lizard. And then you see those little two thingies. <laughs> <laughs> little blue baby hands. Oh my goodness! That's great. They're so it's so amazing. There's so there's like another ser- uh, group of dinosaurs in episode five. Oh, I'm not even gonna pr- try to pronounce the name, but they're called like scythe lizards because they have these razor sharp uh, daggers or whatever, and they they're they're like trying to get to this like bee's nest at the top of a log. And David Attenborough's like, these are one of the few dinosaurs that can climb. And you see them just try to climb up this, like, slightly angled log. And they are just falling off left and right. They are just mm-hmm. eating dirt. 
And then he's like, they can't do it that well, though. They're far from experts. And you just see these dinosaurs eating shit, and it's really funny. They just eat themselves off Eating logs. literal shit? Well, not intentionally, but they just keep on falling off because they're so oh. bad at climbing. So it's a it's a fun little series. I I mean, I like dinosaurs, but I would say I'm nowhere near, like, well-informed on them. And, you know, David Attenborough, obviously you can't take video of these things and be like, oh, here's the story of them. So it's all obviously made up, but it's using best practices of how we think dinosaurs could have acted or using biological information of how animals act today to try to just craft a story. They try to make a narrative besides just like, here's a dinosaur. Look at it. They're like, oh, here's a baby Mm -hmm. dinosaur. It's trying to do this. It's got separated from its parents or, you know, they do give you some sort of through line to stay interested in each dinosaur, but it's cool. Uh, They look amazing. It's worth checking out just for the CG alone. Just so you can come back to CG anime and be like, wow, this is is, what budget does. Look at those bad horses. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So I would recommend it, especially if you like dinosaurs. If you don't, uh, check out episode five as a starting point. Obviously, there's not any sort of order to it. And if you're like, dang, that looks really cool and I want to see dinosaurs have sex, check out episode three. Because that's the one. That's the weird one. That's where they put all their weird budget into. And I love okay, the idea. Okay, I think I found like the video of the GIF you sent oh, I, I, me. Oh, I, I put just, it in chat. Yeah, I found the video on this web, uh, like this website, talking about it. But um, I'm just waiting for that part to come up because it's like a five minute long video, and I'm like looking for. Oh, ooh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm skimming through it. And I, oh, I, it's, yep, yeah. that's a blue baby hand. If you go to like three minutes and forty <laughs> seconds in the video I sent you, and if you want to look it up yeah, at home, I'm right there. Go to look up on YouTube. Prehistoric planet uncovered oh, yeah. armed for seduction question mark. That's what yeah, that's what I'm watching. Oh, are you sorry? Sorry, are you telling people? I'm telling people. I know uh, you got oh, it. Here you're telling me. You're ahead sorry. of the game. <laughs> oh, I don't think this female dinosaur is all that impressed no. by his blue baby no. arms. But don't those doesn't that CG look awesome? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, he's sad. He's, he's sad boy. He's a sad boy. But look at his angles. His angles. His, like, the angle of his arms are, like, slanted backwards. Like, they're so useless. Got him. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Hans Zimmer did the music. If there's music, anything so useless about cool. you, it's probably just used for mating. Yeah, exactly. Probably. <laughs> That's what we've learned from science, is that anything useless is just a mating thing. That's, that's usually a good... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good reel of thumb. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, David Attenborough. Yeah. For thank you, us David that. Attenborough. Thank you, Hans Zimmer, for scoring it. Um, thank you, geez, Apple for uh, putting it out in the wild. And it's uh, what was I gonna say? I don't remember. But it was uh fun, and I liked it. And five episodes is just enough to get the picture without feeling like oh, I gotta watch so much stuff and hopefully they make more of it i mean i don't know if there's going to be much of a sequel after what happened to them i mean we don't see like the end of anything it's not like it's chronological (laughs) it's just here's some dinosaur facts enjoy we should have prehistoric planet death of dino Ooh, there we go 
we got the name. We got just got to get David Attenborough. So, on, so there's on obviously the like project. Sharknado. What would the dinosaur equivalent like Dino Quake? Like what natural disaster? Oh, that would be good. Could we attribute uh, to dinosaurs? Well, well, Jurassic Park basically co- corners the market with it. Yeah, true. Um, trying to think of something good. Other Death of Dino is just a good name. Yeah, like, I like that. I'm, I'm trying hard to think of something else. No, I don't think you can talk. Dino it. duel. Dino duel. Just yeah, a lot of armed combat. Deathosaurus Rex. <laughs> Deathosaurus Rex. No, no, no. Deathosaurus X. So you know it's R-rated. Ooh, ooh. Uh, people love X. X's. It makes everything yeah. extreme. Extreme. Well, I think that will do it. Anything more you want to talk about before we? Uh, I mean, wrap I feel like up? we covered everything that was important. From Brad Paisley <laughs> to Dino Dung. I, I think we've yeah. covered every interest our demographic might have. So you're welcome. Including the, the blue baby sex arms. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, please, Mitsugi, call the episode that. I don't know if you titled the Hobby Addicts, but this is Hobby Addicts yeah, episode either. 314, Blue Baby Sex Arms. <laughs> People will think that's a hentai. Yeah. It's a hentai episode. We'll, tra- we'll trap them into learning about Bethel Woods and dinosaurs. Yeah. Science. (laughs) Science. Well, that will do it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Uh, Thank you, Caroline, for hanging out. And we'll see you. I mean, it's not as if I get paid for this kind of stuff. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye bye.